Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley, and we've been hearing lately from Tommy Brown about the different money types that he's identified, and he associates those money types with people in the Bible. Last time we heard about the Isaac type. They like to maximize their money, and today we're going to hear about the Jacob type. And here's Tommy talking to Focus on the Family president, Jim Daly. Tommy, we covered Abraham and Isaac. Sure. We got to go to the next uh, fellow, Jacob. Hmm. Uh, what caught your attention in terms of his money type, the way his personality yeah. would handle money? So Jacob is known for beauty. And I'll say right out of the gate that beauty is not just about appearances. So beauty is where the depth of life comes to the surface. And so it might not be something that's always extravagant or something like that, but beauty in the Jewish tradition is known as something is known as beautiful if it endures. And we see this a few times uh, in his life, but I want to really focus because in practical day-to-day relationships, your Jacob type loves to use money to create beautiful experiences and moments. And they do have a little bit of flair for the extravagant. Uh, In Jacob's life, we see the coat of many colors that he created for uh, his son. We see in his relationship, you know, he had to work 14 years for uh, the woman's uh, hand in marriage that he loved. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, women should be pawned off like you have to work for them. Right, or that something. was the culture. Yeah, of the it's day. the culture. You know, in my home, you're going to have to work about 50 years in order to earn my daughter's <laughs> hand in marriage, not because of the culture alone, because you're not worthy to marry my daughter. So you're uh, more Jacob than an Isaac. <laughs> so uh, there's no man that's worthy to marry my daughter. But uh, at, at the end of it all, what we see in his life is just this flair for the extravagant. So whenever he finally worked long enough to earn the, uh, his wife's hand in marriage, uh, whenever he very first saw her, he fell headlong in love with her. And she's one of the very few women in the scripture that the writer actually actually takes the time to chronicle her physical beauty. And that's important to realize is in that day and age, they're, they're not looking at women necessarily in that way and making note of, but her physical beauty, Jacob, you just track his life. He's very emotive, very over the top. He's very much about beautiful, pleasurable experiences, not the least of which is creating that coat of many colors for his son. So your Jacob types, they're the ones that they're going to be emotionally driven uh, with their financial Mm. decisions. They can be a little bit impulsive. If they're going to throw a birthday party, uh, it's probably just not going to be matching plates and cups. It's going to be Cirque du Soleil in the backyard. And so nothing is ever good enough just as it is. You're going, it's going to have to pop. And Jacob types bring God's beauty into the earth. They help us see and appreciate. Yeah, it's awesome. And your daughter is a Jacob type. Now she's only 11. She's 11. So how do you see this already? What does she do that catches your attention like I've been that. her dad for 11 years, and I can say as long as I've been her father, uh, she's always had this inclination uh, toward using the arts, toward using creativity. Uh, there's some stories that I tell in the book about how she would take sticks and actually shave them down and paint them and decorate them with people's favorite sports team and colors and write, you know, bejewel them and write names on them. And then she would sell them, and she took the money to actually send children in the foster care system to summer camp. So she sent two children that summer, and she could see potential. And that's where I go back to they have the ability to see beauty beneath the surface. So they're not just looking at this thing as drab. They're going, oh, we could do this, we could do this, and we could do that. You walk into a Jacob type's home, even if they don't have a lot of money, it's going to be on point. You look at them when they're dressed, they're going to be on point. They can take things on a shoestring budget and they can make it pop. And so Jacob, by the way, is a mix of Abraham and Isaac. So you have that free-flowing generosity of hospitality. You have that restraint of maximization and discipline. And so Jacob's on their shadow 
shadow side can be a little too self-indulgent, but when they're at their best, they're able to balance it so they're not breaking the budget. And you want the Jacob type in your life. They make life fun. They make life interesting. They make it pop. And with your daughter in that yeah. regard, how much spiritual training do you have to nudge your child in that direction to do what she did with the sticks and painting the sticks and helping foster care children in that way? Is, yeah. Does it come rather naturally For her, or do you yeah. have to shape that gift so it doesn't get out of kilter? It's both. Right. So first, we could say just a quick thing about nature or nurture. One is I have two children. They resonate with two different types. So my son resonates with Isaac. My daughter resonates strongly with Jacob. And for her, ever since really she was old enough to use resources, and those types of things, she's always used them to make it pop. But I have to make sure, okay, Sari, this is her name, Sari, this is not all about you. We have to be other-centered in the way that we use money as well. And I'm thankfully with her. She's very generous. She's very overflowing. And I'm just trying to tend it and almost stay out of the way and watch God do it. I don't want to screw this up with her, right? So you just kind of management it. lightly. You're tending mm-hmm. it. You know, it, for me, it's train up a child in the way that they should go when they're old. They will not depart from it. And that's so much about taking the natural inclination of the child and being able to steward those tendencies mm-hmm. just like we steward resources and other things. Okay, right. Tommy, I'm still thinking back. Just a moment ago, you said that one of the downsides of this personality is becoming too self-indulgent. But there are some personality types that say self-indulgence in itself is wrong. So what does too self-indulgent mean? You know, uh, we're commanded to love our neighbor as ourself. And I start with the fact that if I can't love myself and show kindness with my resources to myself, then I am going to continually bankrupt my inner life and not be able to give. Mm -hmm. So I have to be able to first and foremost receive. And if I can't receive, then I'm not going to be able to give. So at some point, where's the line, right? At some point, (laughs) how much can I spend on myself? And this is why, again, stewardship is not about amounts, but awareness. And only the Spirit is going to be able to direct you Mm -hmm. in such a way that you're able to go, you know what? I'm actually over the line here. Your Abraham types, you don't have to worry about it. Your Jacob types are going to have to watch it a little bit more because they can blow the budget in order to create appearances. Mm -hmm. Uh, they can be living full throttle and yet running on empty financially. So we see this. You could almost describe them as a star, as a rock star. But how sorts. does a Jacob get that self-awareness? Because you can be mm-hmm. delusional in there. You know, the scripture sure. talks about knowing truth. Yeah. How does a Jacob who may not see it know where the line is? To me, the my self-awareness has always come by my interaction with scripture. It's come by my interaction with people who are further down the line with me. And I'll ask people questions. What am I not seeing? What am I doing that, that you think may be a little bit out of line? And I do think that the Spirit is very involved in the formation of the disciple. So for me, in order to grow in self-awareness, you're going to have to spend time in the Scripture. Study the life of Jacob. He isn't just out freewheeling and blowing it. There are times where he, he is more gregarious, more over the top, but there are also times where he is very on point as well. So I'm always looking to the Scripture to help direct my path in that regard. really appreciate Tommy Brown looking to Scripture, looking to the Bible to get a good personality on money and his own uh, money personality. Greg, do you know any of those Jacob kind of people that he described? Well, this is my wife to a T. I love this about her. It's so not me, but I get how important it is for Aaron to create a beautiful environment to, you know, bring beauty to other people. She's such a, a gift giver. And I love watching. I mean, we have we have areas in our house that just have these little trinkets that she'll find, you know, on at the dollar store, something that are cheap that she just collects so that she can 
bring that. Yeah, and yeah. in the way that it makes other people feel. Hmm. In for a, a long time, John, honestly, I didn't get it. It made no sense to me. Total waste of money. We'd argue about this. And then I realized, you know, one of the privileges that I get as her husband is is to invest in the things that matter to her, is to value the things that that she's excited about. And so although I'll never be a person that John, I'm never going to look for a little trinket with you in mind to go, you know, I'm going to help John feel more beautiful. You can finish the podcast by yourself. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's not me, but that's her. And, And I value that. And sometimes to really capture that value, we have to really notice what that does for us as a couple. What, what, what does that bring my family? What does that bring my relationship that she operates in that Jacob sort of mindset. Yeah. And, and I get it. And I want to then help her accomplish her dreams. And I want to be a dream maker for her. And if that's important to her, how can I do that? Now, when it comes to the, the money, how much should we spend on that? Okay, that's where we can have a simple conversation to go, Aaron, I see how important this is to you. And I love that. And I want I want you to be able to, to exercise what God has placed within you, that mm-hmm. Jacob type. And let's just agree on, you know, let's hold back X dollars out of our budget that you can just use that in any way that yeah, you want to bless someone. Tommy referenced that kind of approach, uh, I think, last time. Yeah. Just have a set amount. Yeah. The key is, though, you have to be willing to talk about it yeah. and then to find a solution that feels good to both people. So I may value what she loves, but then we come up with some ridiculous budget number that feels like a loss for me. And then that's a loss for us as a couple. Versus I get how important that is. Let's agree on on some money that you can spend to be Jacob-like. And then I'm good and she's good. And that brings us closer together. That mm-hmm. that strengthens our unity. That's good advice. And we're going to invite you to stop by our website for more insights about these money personalities, money types. We have the rest of the conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Tommy Brown. That's going to include all the different money types. We also have Tommy's book, The Seven Money Types, and we're going to send a complimentary copy of that if you make a donation of any amount today to support the work of Focus on the Family. You can do that on the phone or online, and we've got details in the show notes. Now, next time, we're going to highlight some words from Greg's wife, Erin, about being a wholehearted wife. And until then, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.